This is Suzanne York with Humans Optimized. We specialize in change management for technology adoption by bringing together advancements in technology with elevated human skills. Our aim is to cultivate human-to-human and human-to-technology collaboration. This combination will allow us to take advantage of the immense opportunities in the future of work. High-performing teams are both productive and have strong relationships. One way to cultivate these relationships and to build trust, communication, and camaraderie on a team is by creating shared experiences to allow people to engage with one another on multiple levels. Even before the pandemic, many teams spanned the globe and couldn't always get together in person to gain the benefits of these shared experiences. And when they could, they wanted to make the most of these times together and have them be really impactful. Now, as teams are looking to work together remotely, they need to find creative ways to offer these shared experiences that don't require in-person events. So how do we have shared experiences, both in-person and virtually, that create the dynamic that's needed to build high-performing teams? One solution is the use of technology like virtual reality. It's a great option for fun, unique, and high-impact interactions. I've had the experience of using virtual reality in in in-person events and I'm starting to use it in virtual events as well. To help me explore this topic, I'm excited to invite Adam Olds to the conversation. Adam, thanks so much for joining me in the call. Thanks so much for having me, Suzanne. Well, you're an event producer and an operations manager at Virtual Reality Rental, and you're out of Austin, Texas, and I'm out of Boston, Massachusetts. And with VRR, you manage and execute client events using the latest virtual reality technology. Can you tell me a little bit more about your background and what you do with VRR? And then we'll talk about um, how you and I have worked together in the past, because I was lucky enough to have you partner with me in a team performance workshop that I led in Shanghai. So we've got a lot we can talk about, both your background, our shared experience, and what we're seeing as opportunities now for teams. Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. Uh, You say you were lucky to have me. I felt like I was lucky to get a free trip to Shanghai to play with virtual reality. Right? Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was one of the, probably one of the coolest events I've ever worked with. So yeah, really, thank you for having me. Oh, well, my pleasure. My background a little bit. Uh, so I grew up playing video games, right? My older brothers had an Atari when I was a kid, and then we got a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and a Sega, and PlayStation, Xbox, all that stuff all the way up the line. But when I went into grad school, uh, started, I went in for journalism. Um, but this was kind of right during the big digital transition where we started to get our news online more and people were using Facebook and Twitter for news. And so I was trying to pivot into that. But I was really interested in new communication technology. So I was like, okay, what's going to be the next internet Facebook way people interact? And that's kind of what led me to VR. And uh, so I studied it a lot and I kind of studied it from a video game perspective. And what really interested me in it when I first started looking at it from an academic perspective was uh, there was a story about a couple, one of them lived in China, one of them lived in the United States, and they'd met over an online game. I can't remember the specific game, and I don't want to misspeak, but... uh, Right, no way, that's hysterical. They met and they got married three years later. So they actually met in this game and wow. got all kinds of other. I just kept reading these stories about these people having these online interactions 
that really ended up solidifying real world relationships, you know? And so that's kind of what triggered me into the possibilities behind this technology and how we're not even sure totally how this technology will affect people's relationships. We know it does, but seeing where it goes and how we can help it along is what kind of drove me into this industry. And it really is a a fascinating intersection of people and technology, this idea that we can step into a world that will give us a chance to relate to people that we are not physically near. Right. Or that you may never have even had the opportunity, don't have anything in common, except that you happen to have downloaded this same app or visit the same website, you know. Well, and the interest in the app is already a common ground that you can build on. Right. So, yeah, you already have that kind of basic congeniality you can kind of go with. And sometimes when I think about stories like this, I picture the movie Ready Player One. Ah. It's such a great movie. <laughs> right? I think a lot, like, I've, uh, I've talked to a lot of people who will ask me about VR, and that's their reference point. I'm like, uh, it, hopefully we'll right. be there one day, you know? <laughs> it's not quite that. Yes, yet, it is but... definitely futuristic. Yeah, you know, yeah. it shows us the possibilities. And, right. Um, but I just love the idea of the, the creative um, storyline in that in that particular movie. But <laughs> Yeah, right. And they definitely, like, that's kind of the whole point of the movie, right? Is they build these relationships based in this virtual environment that eventually benefit them in the real world. And that's what we're really talking about is this idea that you have people who may or may not be able to interact in person on a regular basis. It could be, you know, pre-COVID times because we're very global in our workforces. Mm -hmm. And it could be COVID times because we are all working from different places. Uh, But either way, you've got this really unique situation where we want to help people build relationships. And the old way of doing it was in person with, you know, with shared experiences that would give them a chance to have some stories to build on, cultivate the trust and communication. And now we've got the possibility of introducing technology. What I found interesting about using VR is it, it the interest in it spans the generations. Right. It's not just, you know, for, for kids who grew up on video games, because, you know, Atari's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we found when you and I were doing this, we had a group of a dozen leaders, and some of the leaders were incredibly adept at using virtual reality, and their age was irrelevant. They, they weren't a millennial, but they, they loved it. And then some people had never used it, and it served as this really fascinating, intriguing experience for them. And so showing up with a virtual reality d- device, really, I find that people are fascinated whether they're a novice or an intermediate all the way to an advanced user. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest things about it is uh i can you know i I can be doing an event where there's five-year-old kids or there's you know senior citizens and the advantage of technology seems maybe a little off-putting or it seems too technological somebody might not be able to handle it but the reality is it's very intuitive when you actually get into it once you get the basic controls down because it's so immersive it feels like the real world so easy those generations once people get you know a little familiarity with it yeah, and if you can help them, it, which I saw you do in person, I saw you help people gain confidence mm-hmm. because so much of technology adoption is about our our confidence with it. And if you haven't had experience with it, you don't have any knowledge of whether or not you can do this. So that your your confidence, you may not be, you may not lack confidence, but if you don't have history with it, it's really hard to know. Um, right. And so for you, I, I saw how well you got people over that initial concern of, ah, am I going to look silly doing this? Am mm-hmm. I going to not be able to do this? Especially for teams that are used to being experts in their field. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also one of the greatest draws of it is that a lot of people have that sort of, you know, whatever it is, the ego block a little bit where they, you know, they don't want to look silly in front of their coworkers or their teammates. And then once they do, that's kind of how you break down those barriers because suddenly we're all being silly yeah. and we're all engaging, we're all having fun. And we've kind of dropped a little bit of that hyper professional barrier and we can kind of interact like a real team, like real people talking to each other and figuring out problems, you know? Yes. And you and I saw that immediately. So I'll set it up a little bit. So we had a, a, a team of, of leaders that some were new and working together and some had worked together for a long time. And they had a, a multi-day offsite, um, which many teams do, where they needed to get to know one another and they also needed to get work done. And so we started you know, their multi-day workshop by helping them take a deliberate approach to developing their team performance. And I was fascinated how the first thing that we were able to do using virtual reality was to give everybody a chance to be on the same page, to, to have a level playing field, because it was no longer about your roles or your tenure, because we were having this experience inside a conference room at a hotel that got people laughing. It put them in a place of vulnerability because mm -hmm. we did ask them to do something that was outside their comfort zone. And the amount of support that the team showed up with as each person took on the challenge that we gave them, to me was incredibly inspiring. I don't know if you remember back to that time what it was mm -hmm. like for you as well. No, absolutely. That's uh, the yeah the experience we started out with the uh, the plank on top of the building thing is it's one of my favorite experiences that people can experience in VR just because, like you said, it forces you to get over this inherent kind of fear that everyone has. And so we were just talking about their. Uh, you know, an inherent fear of looking silly in front of your coworkers or, or feeling silly or whatever like that, or being defensive or anything like that. But then you have this, when you put the VR headset on, suddenly you're not worried about that anymore. You have a totally different worry in front of you, but that team is still yeah. there and they see what you're seeing and now they're supporting you through that problem. So that whole first, you know, fear of public speaking or acting is out the window. You're totally distracted by this new obstacle you have to overcome. And I think that in my experience, every time we've done that, it has the same kind of effect of just bringing huge groups of people together with an encouragement that you rarely see that quickly that, you know, and especially in a new situation like that. That's true. It really did accelerate that experience of support. Like, wow, this team has my back. And yes, it was in a virtual environment where we were playing a game. But now you have, I know what it feels like to have this team cheer me on. And I know what it feels like to support one of my team members. It, we gave them a real tangible experience to add to the history that they were now building as a team. Right, exactly. Just to build on all those same principles that you're trying to trying to inspire people with. True, true. And that's a lot of what we wanted them to discover is what what is this team's mission and what are you what do they believe in and what does it stand for? Um, so that was the icebreaker. And then we continued on and the teams had a chance to then play with the virtual reality. And that was hysterical to watch people just use the devices and, and try some of the, I think there was a laser game that they tried, but they got a chance to just interact with the technology. Mm -hmm. And then we did put them through a deliberate team exercise using a very cool application. It was called Diffuse the Bomb. So do you want to talk about that one a little? It's actually called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. <laughs> ah, got it. Yes. Excellent name for a game, if you ask me. But yeah, so I mean... That, it's a great name. I've used that game on, on uh, you know at a lot of different events and a lot of different groups. But the way that we'd used it in Shanghai, 
was the best I've ever seen it used because, you know, I know the technical aspects and I can walk people through it and kind of help overcome some technical limitations or how to work the game and how to get comfortable with it. But the way that you tied everything, they just kind of experienced in the communication barriers involved. So basically the game is just to give you a little background is you put on a virtual reality headset, you have two controllers and you can see a bomb in front of you and you have to diffuse it, but you don't know how to do it. And your teammate can't see what you're seeing. They don't have the virtual reality headset on, but they have a physical manual that they can look through and talk you through the steps. You know, imagine you had to emergency land an airplane or something like that. Emergency bomb defusal game, essentially. Uh, so, so you're completely dependent on your teammates to talk you through this. So that's the, yeah, that's the basic gist of the game. Sorry. Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, one person's in the virtual world and someone isn't. And then we made it a little harder because we made them talk through a third person so that they had to simulate this idea that the, yeah, the person on the ground who needs to defuse the bomb was two steps away from the person who had the answer. And that, that's very common in the corporate world uh, because yeah. the decision makers tend to be higher up in the organization, for example, than the people who are closest to the work and the interpretation. Yeah, how to relay the- those issues back and the channels that you have to go to get to them. You don't often have a direct line to the person diffusing the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. What what I was saying to begin with was the way you just tied all of, you know, the experience, the actual experience of the game to everything that they actually have to deal with in the operations of running their company, you know. So, like you said, building in that extra block for communication, how do we overcome that? And then to think critically about how we can maybe avoid this altogether or what lines of communication can we open? What other resources do we have available to us in order to overcome these obstacles? Yeah. And we had, we ran them through the game twice. And what was interesting in the debrief after the first game was the creative ideas that they came up with to do it differently the next time. And it was things that, that were very relatable to their matrix environment and their global teams where things like, I had no idea what you were looking at. So they switched roles. Mm -hmm. And now the person who had had the headset on was the person with the manual and the person with the manual now had the headset on. And because they had a view into the other person's roles, they now had a new way of talking and describing things that they didn't do before. Right. Just the shift in perspective. Now, like, you know, you could draw the same parallel between, you know, an executive position or a production position in any corporation. And if you can know what that guy's daily life is like, might make it easier for you to deal with, you know, your end of the same business. It's so true. You really, your empathy goes way up. Your change, the the common language that started to emerge when we did that. Um, And then the debrief after the second game, and by the way, um, for anyone who's curious, they did not defuse the bomb on the first game and they did defuse the bomb on the second game. So kudos to the team. Um, and the debrief after the second, we we barely had to do much to tie it to their work. They took it from there and yeah. applied it to challenges they'd been experiencing and opportunities they hadn't been able to go after. And that really set up the conversations that they needed for the work they wanted to get done while they were there. That's what we were hoping for, right? They really did take it from exactly. right after the, right off the bat. Yes. They started drawing the parallels before you'd asked them a question, you know? <laughs> right. And and things that I was really excited. We knew this would be impactful and we were excited with how much of a difference it was making in a very short time while we're sitting in a conference room. I mean, right. that was to me was the amazing moment. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, well, that was such a great walk down memory lane. Well, and now here we are in the midst of a pandemic, and while teams and uh, companies can't be on site together, they still have this need for shared experiences. So can you tell me what's going on um, in your world and with your company to help pivot during this time? Yeah, absolutely. So a big part of what our company was doing before was kind of using VR technology to help build teams and kind of build uh, teamwork together Um usually in a real-world environment, though. We bring the virtual reality gear to them, sign them up, get them used to it, have them play around with it, and you know, see what you could do there. Obviously, that's not really an option these days anymore. So we've kind of pivoted to just be completely virtual, which luckily we were set up to do pretty well. Uh, so now we're actually just shipping out VR systems to individual clients. Um, just the other day, we were doing an event um, with about 10 people, all executive level, um, and so we'd shipped individual VR sets to all of them, and we ended up doing uh, a few different games. We played bowling. We uh, did paintball, which is kind of a classic team-building thing. The advantage of doing it in VR, of course, is you don't ruin your clothes and you don't end up yeah. covered in welts. But uh, it really worked out great. It was the first time I've kind of been in a in that kind of situation since the whole pandemic had started. So I think we're we're kind of getting the wheels under it and getting it going, and it worked out really great. I think everybody had a really great time. And I think it was really refreshing to see people, even if it's virtually, to see them kind of right next to you, to engage with them in a game or something like that. It really seemed to help. It really seemed to lift spirits. And I think it was just really refreshing for people all around. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, right now, something that's missing for me is moments of laughter and levity because we're, we hop on Zoom, we do our call, we hop off Zoom, and then we move on. And so I can picture, even though I wasn't there, obviously, what it must have been like for people to just be and be together, even if it's virtually. Yeah, exactly. I think we all kind of get in the routine of just doing Zooms and sending lots of emails and having lots of phone calls. And even though we're kind of doing this as part of people's work, it doesn't so much seem like work, which I think is a lot of the idea behind team building is we got to remember these are real people. You know, they may be at their home and you may not have seen them in months, but they're still there and they're still the same people they are and they still want to connect. And I think it went really well. Oh, that's so cool. Well, it, it must have been fun for them to have received the package in the mail. Did anybody reflect on that or mention it? Yeah, we had it. Well, we actually had a few shipping issues because we were shipping them, some of them overseas. So we had uh, kind of like when we had our, our Shanghai experience, um, bringing <laughs> yeah. technical equipment like that over borders, over, uh, borders can sometimes be a little difficult. But I imagine it's kind of sure. like Christmas morning, you know, you open up this cool package, you have all this cool stuff. We include a little quick start guide and then we kind of try to get everyone to get used to the software for a couple of days just to play around with it on their own. How many people actually do that is always questionable because it seems like we're doing a lot of walking people through how to use it day of, but I think yeah. it went really well. And a lot of people were, I think, really excited just playing it with it on their own with their families, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. That does give them a chance to um, to pl- to bond even at home. And now that everything is so blended, work and life and life and work, uh, that must have been a really neat treat for the, the families too. Yeah, definitely. I think so. So as we consider what's going to happen next, whether it's more in-person or more virtual, I'm excited about the possibilities. Is there anything else that you and Virtual Reality Rental Company are thinking about and preparing for as we look ahead? Well, I think everyone's still a little unsure of uh, when all this stuff is going to come to an end or if everything will really be the same. I know a lot of companies, 
you know, shifted to working from home and a lot of them are seeing no decline in productivity. So they're thinking this might be a good way to go forward in the future. And I think, uh, VRR is definitely well situated to kind of help facilitate that. Um, and we're definitely doing everything we can to gear towards that. Well, and we know regardless of whether you're physically with somebody or not, teams need and really want and crave these shared experiences to create a foundation for their connection and for their productivity. So I'm excited about what virtual reality can do to fill that gap and the needs for teams, whether they're in person or not. So lots of great ways for virtual reality to help us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh I mean, when we did our event in uh, in Shanghai, like I said before, that was one of the most fun and unique, I think, engaging uh, team building experiences we've done before. A lot of times it's just kind of playing games with people and you just get them together to have fun and remind them that they're all individual people. Yours was very structured and had a, a real a real punchline to it. You know, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And how can we use this experience to help better our work together? And I think that those are the kinds of things we need to look forward and, and try to build on in the future. Absolutely. And I know that we will. And I'm really excited about the work that VRR is doing and the opportunities that that means for both of us as we look to craft these really unique and creative and engaging experiences for our shared clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what we're all looking forward to the most, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, this is great. I've loved every minute of this conversation from going back in time to thinking about what's ahead. And I'm sure that other people are curious and have questions for you about VRR. Is there a way that people could get in touch with you? Uh, Absolutely. You can always find me on LinkedIn. It's just Adam Olds. um, And you can also feel free to email me. It's just adamolds at gmail.com. Awesome. And that's Olds, O-L-D-S. And I'd love to talk to anybody who might have some questions about how to craft an experience to get the most out of a team building opportunity with your teams based on what are the results you're trying to achieve and how do we work together to jumpstart the team's ability to achieve it. So between the two of us, we can have a great conversation. Adam, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to continuing to follow the great work that you guys are doing and to partnering again in the future. Thanks so much, Suzanne. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode. For more information and to contact us, visit www.humansoptimized.com.